And now for the show that takes dog training beyond your backyard. It's Bark Talk with Bonnie. Brought to you by Advanced Canine Techniques, your dog training specialists. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Bark Talk with Bonnie. Today we're going to be talking about quarantine tips for your dog. Um, we're now into March 31st, 2020 um, in this COVID-19 pandemic. <laughs> so I want to talk about some things. Um, it sounds like we're going to be social distancing for the next 30 days until the end of April. Some of you might be ready to scream or pull your hair out or maybe pull your dog's fur out. Um, so we're going to talk about some tips that you might be able to do to hopefully engage them mentally as well as physically during the next month just to try to build a better rapport and enjoy your time with them a little bit more. Um, please don't hesitate to contact a dog training professional though if you are having trouble or concerns or behavior issues that you're not able to address on your own. Um, I know some dog trainers aren't able to work in the states that they're at but a lot of them are willing to um, do phone consultations, sometimes do video consultations. Some of them are able to offer board and train options as well, depending on if that's something that you're looking at doing. But but please reach out to a professional if, if needed. Um, we want to make sure that you and your dog are happy together and not necessarily struggling or, you know, you end up giving your dog up in this next the next 30 days because you can't stand their behavior any longer. One thing that I would recommend, um, I know a lot of people always say, they don't have enough time. They don't have enough time to work on behaviors with their dog or teach them training commands or take them for a walk. Well, now all of those excuses are kind of out the window because now you are with your dog all day at home or whether it's you, your spouse, your partner, your children. Um, usually there are a lot of people at home with the dog during the day. So um, one thing I will say is um, make sure even if you're with your dog all day, you are giving them some alone time. Um, you don't want to smother them and take them on 50 walks um, throughout the day. Every every kid takes the dog for a walk, you know, every, every hour of the day, um, you're going to burn your dog out. So even though your routine may be different, you want to try to keep it in some semblance of order because when kids go back to school, when you go back to work, um, you don't want it to be that big of a change for your dog that they're going to struggle and start having separation anxiety. So even if you're home with your dog during the day, part of the day, put them in their crate, put them in a room by themselves, give them a little bit of alone time. Um, young puppies need lots of sleep, 18 to 20 hours of sleep a day. Um, this is actually a good time to get a puppy. Um, just because you've got the perfect time to set them up for success for potty training, scheduling, teaching them some basic obedience commands. But again, just puppies as well, they need alone time. They need time to be in their crate, to decompress, to relax, to just um, calm their mind a little bit too. So make sure even if you're with your dog all day that you're giving them that that free time on their own. Um, I'm sure, if, you know, everybody, you know, parents and in spouses know, you know, if somebody is with you 24-7 every day, after a while you kind of start to get on each other's nerves and you're ready to kind of go for a walk by yourself and enjoy some of that um, alone time. So your dogs do feel the same way. So so please make sure that you are giving them um, some freedom on their own so that way they're not, um, they're not necessarily, yeah, being smothered <laughs> all day every day. Um, the other thing is, you know, most people tend to feed their dogs twice a day. Sometimes you may do it once a day, but I would say maybe put your bowl away for a little bit. So you could feed them in a puzzle, in a puzzle bowl, or a lot of times I've been putting my dog's food in Kongs and I've been hiding them around the house. Or some days, if it's nice at all, go hide them in the yard. And I might take the dogs out one at a time and they're on, 
I might have them on leash or off leash, but I know I know where I hid the Kong, so I'm going to have the dog search for it using his nose. When he finds it, he empties out the Kong and he has his breakfast. But it's a good way to teach dogs to forage, and it's a good way to tire them out a little bit too. So keep that in mind, especially if you just have one dog, you could put their dog food in a Kong. You could put it in a bowl if you wanted, but rather than put it in the same place every day, hide it somewhere in the house, you know, next to a chair, you know, behind, um, next to the trash can, you know, behind the hamper something like that and just kind of have your dog go from room to room you can have them on leash if needed but you know teach them to seek or to find or to search whatever word you would want to use um and they can do that with food they can do that with treats they can do that with um, people um and then when they find those items they can get a reward they get the food they get a treat they get praise or petting but that's a good way for them to kind of use those um use their nose to kind of help um reward them a little bit too you can also take your dog's food. I know many people just put it in like a little treat pouch and you know attach it to attach it to themselves and they'll carry it throughout the day. So maybe the dog does 5 minutes worth of obedience commands in the morning or tricks and he gets a couple pieces of kibble every time he completes a command. So he's gotten half of his food for breakfast and then maybe he'll get some kibble throughout the day for um for doing commands waiting at the door sitting nicely for petting um and then in the evening the remainder of the kibble is used for those same things nice long sit stay um left it when i dropped a piece of chicken on the floor whatever it might be but you're basically having your dog work for their meals rather than putting it in their food bowl um that th those are just some little tips that you can utilize that kind of change up your dog's routine a little bit, but also kind of help engage you and make them use their mind, um, which is kind of enjoyable. And it's fun to watch them actually learn too. Um, I often use lots of food toys and puzzles, but I don't necessarily want people to have to go out and purchase things. Um, I've seen lots of, um, videos on YouTube and on Facebook about how people sometimes take, you know, it could be dog food. It's probably more likely dog treats, or I've seen lots with fruits and vegetables. Well, they'll kind of take like a, a needle and thread and thread it through four or five different, like a piece of cheese, a piece of hot dog, a, you know, a moist dog treat, um, maybe a piece of watermelon, um, an apple or a banana. And they'll string that out. Maybe if two people, one you know, two people, one person holds each end, or they might, you know, tie it to, um, to, you know, or tape it to two ends of a doorway. And the dog can work on trying to um, eat those items off a little at a time. And then depending on how quickly they eat those items off, you could slowly start to raise that string up just a little bit and make your dogs work just a little bit harder. But that's another way that you could utilize food um, in, in a piece of string. So it doesn't need to be anything real, um, expensive, but that's another way where you could make them work a little bit harder. Um, I've also seen people do the same thing, um, a piece of string or um, thread through um, a two liter bottle or a plastic um, pop bottle or um, iced tea bottle. Um, and again, maybe cutting the little, a little bit more open, dropping some treats or dog food in there and holding that string across a doorway. Um, I've also seen it done like with a shower curtain or a piece of like PVC pipe um, and the dog has to learn how to flip that um, bottle over to get the treats to come out of it and you can start low and then slowly start um, 
moving the height up with the bottle so they have to figure out how to maybe they use their nose initially maybe they start using their paw then they might have to get up on their hind leg a little bit to move that bottle around so the treats fall out of it or the dog food falls out of it too so um, there are a number of different um, Facebook groups canine enrichment groups um, canine um, enrichment and men mental activities um, that you could do a search for and you'll find loads of different activities some people use um, now that everybody's hoarded all the toilet paper <laughs> um, a lot of people will stuff toilet paper um, little rolls with dog food or they'll um, cut it up a little bit and put it in um, in like a little laundry basket and the dog has to kind of like um, search it out. Maybe they'll put some newspapers in there or they'll put some other items in there um, and the dog has to figure out how to get the toilet paper roll out and then people sometimes they'll stuff it with paper towel sometimes they'll stuff it with other things but typically there's treats in there so they're going to kind of tear through and tear open that paper towel roll to get the treats that are on the inside so anything like that is great for foraging one it's going to tire your puppy out they're going to get fulfilled by being able to eat the treats or the dog food when they get it um, but it's just a good way to kind of mentally um, stimulate them without super expensive items that you can purchase online or, or go to the go to the store and get so a lot of times you can use really low cost um, like I said string toilet paper rolls um, you know things that you might already have in the house to be able to help um, reward your dog a little bit um, the other thing is um, there is a really good article I'm actually going to put it on my website later tonight that you guys can take a look at but there's was actually a study done about how dogs actually prefer um, they actually did a study where they took, you know, different dogs and basically fed a dog every day for a week. He got his breakfast, he got his dinner, they put it in a bowl, the dog sat down, he ate it. Um, and then they did another week-long trial where they had the dog work for their food every day. And they were actually able to determine that the dogs were actually happier when they were foraging, when they were seeking, when they were looking for items. Um, I know, you know, not that some dogs I think do um, possess you know emotions for sure um, but just like people I think we appreciate items more when we work for them and when we get it as opposed to somebody giving it to us and I think that's true for dogs too I think if we just hand them everything all of the time sometimes that can make them spoiled um, and not that spoiling is always bad I mean sometimes if you give your dog good food make sure they have enough rest make sure they have nice orthopedic beds and you know healthy treats by all means spoil your dog away I think that's fantastic now if you're giving them way too much food or too much love or too much attention too much of anything can definitely be problematic but um, but take advantage of allowing them to use their nose and whether it's just finding food now that it's springtime out I'll often take my dog out on a long lead and um, let them just wander in the yard um, I mean I'm lucky that I have a nice big um, three acres that's fenced in so my dogs have plenty of opportunities to sniff in the yard and to really you know smell nature there's squirrels and there's bunnies and there's lots of wildlife that um, that come in through the through the fence but take advantage of let allowing your dog to sniff um, I mean that's not to say that I don't want them to not learn to loose leash walk but I also want them to enjoy nature a little bit let them sniff that stump let them sniff that piece of grass let them sniff that um, that tree or that branch a little bit I mean they'll gain so much um, enjoyment from doing that that it's really a good way for them to um, to get some of that energy out some of those endorphins out by just taking in everything that they can smell with their nose their scent receptors are so strong that you'd be amazed at what they what they discover by just sniffing a tree stump for like a good you know 
two to three minutes. There are a lot of, you can do lots of, um, do more with your dog. There are, if you did a, a YouTube or an internet search for um, dog tricks or um, dog training tips too. So take advantage of this time that you are home with your dog to work on obedience commands with them. You know, maybe they know sit. Maybe they already know how to stay. Maybe they're good at waiting at the door. If that's the case, then start adding in some challenging behaviors. Maybe have them do an automatic sit every time you take them for a walk and you stop. Um, maybe try to teach them to do um, a front where they come up and they sit right in front of you. Um, or just, you know, look at some videos of what you see handlers doing with their dogs and break that down and teach that to your dog. So um, now that we have the time, it's fun to be able to teach them tricks and teach them ideas too. I'm actually going to do a video a little bit later today that I'm going to post on my YouTube channel about free shaping. Um, and free shaping is fun. I mean, I, I use treats a lot for training and typically I do a lot of luring. So I basically can lure a dog through a tunnel or through a tire um, to stand on something or to, to get in something. And dogs are pretty compliant. If the food is delicious enough, even if they're a little nervous, typically they will follow the food to um, to comply with my request. But free shaping is a little bit different. It's where I'm basically just marking and rewarding the dog for any um, time that they get closer to what I want them to do. I'm not giving them any specific feedback other than treats when they do something that I like. So um, you can use that to get your dog to stand in a box or stand in a laundry basket or, you know, touch a post-it note on the door or touch a little target stick. So basically when the dog looks at the item, you're going to, you know, mark it and treat. When the dog takes a step closer to it, you're going to mark it and treat. When the dog, um, maybe moves, um, right next to it or touches it with a part of their body, you're going to mark and treat. Um, and basically you keep doing that until the dog completes the behavior that you wanted them to do. You know, all four feet are standing in the box. They, they get a jackpot. Um, but it's, it's a good way for the dog to have to think because basically you're not giving them any feedback other than marking and rewarding for when they make a good choice. You know, and then if they kind of back away, you don't do anything. Then they turn around and they look back at the box, click and treat. Um, they, you know, step near the box, click and treat. Eventually they're going to start to figure out, oh, okay, every time this does, <laughs> something must be good about this box. I have to figure it out. And the closer they get, the more rewards they get. So um, it's a fun way for them to use their brain and for you to do training with them. Um, I know a lot of trick trainers utilize free shaping just because it's a good way to um, make your dogs work. And I would, you can use dog treats, you can use kibble um, as a way to mark and reinforce that too, but it is a fun way to teach them um, different different obedience commands or different tricks that you, that you want them to learn. Um, the other thing is take advantage of this time to work on problem behaviors. Now that you're home with them, you'll probably notice if they are barking at squirrels or neighbors or kids. Now that people are taking a lot more um, walks and are outside more, they're riding their bikes, they're running down the road. Um, if you do have a dog that tends to bark and go a little crazy at the window when they see something out there, now is the time to work on correcting that behavior. So that way when um, everybody does go back to work, you know, your dog has, has learned a better way to cope with that and isn't necessarily engaging in that behavior while you're gone during the day at work anymore. So, um, and again, 
some, sometimes there are videos that may help with that. Sometimes you can contact a local trainer for, um, for advice, um, or, or, you know, possibly meet with someone too, if it's, if it's safe to be able to do that. Um, but take advantage of this time to just, you know, have fun with your dog, but then also work on behavior problems too, and seek the, seek the advice of a professional trainer if needed. Um, cause that does definitely help. And then the other thing is, I know it can be an anxious and nerve-wracking time for a lot of people. You know, you're worried about scheduling and financing and trying to, you know, make everything work and try to, you know, try to balance it all and and process everything that's going on. So make sure that you have an outlet for some of those um, concerns and, and anxiety that you have, you know. Pick up the phone and talk to a friend, talk to your parents, talk to your neighbors, talk to, um, you know, somebody that, you know, might have an outlet for that. You know, use humor if you can, write. Sometimes people write, they color, they, um, you know, watch TV. You know, hopefully you're not (laughs) binge eating. (laughs) We don't want you you to engage in any bad habits or behaviors too, but be careful that you're not necessarily, um, utilizing your dog as a therapist. Um, they Most of them are not cut out to be an emotional support dog, and we don't necessarily want to give them that role either. Um, you know, I love that meme that goes out there where <laughs> the dog has like this huge wide expression on his face after you pour out your heart and soul to them, um, and they're just kind of like, I wasn't cut out for, I, I wasn't cut out for this much responsibility. So make sure that you um, are enjoying the time with your dog and not necessarily unloading on them um, when you when you know when when either with your when you're with them all day at home or when you get home from work and you're just basically venting to them throughout the day too. I mean there's yes, they are good listeners, but you want to make sure that you have a good equal balance of venting and then doing stuff fun with them as well. Otherwise, um your dog might need therapy after this quarantine is over with. So make sure that you're taking advantage of um having fun with them, you know, enjoying them, fixing or um teaching them new new skills and new tricks so that way when summer does hit when the weather's nice you know you can set some goals with your dogs maybe you want to go camping with them maybe you want to enroll them in um a rally competition maybe you want to take an obedience class with them maybe you want to do something with them and now that you've had a chance to practice and work with them um you're hopefully more likely to enjoy them a little bit more too um, but the goal is to just um utilize this time wisely you know rather than just sleep all day or um or, you know, try to try to balance the best that you can or, you know, utilize your, your kids if you have kids for training too. Um, just make sure you're supervising so that way everything is done safely and, and correctly. Um, but the goal is to have fun with your dog. So even though, you know, we're, we're quarantined, we can't go out unless we need to, um, make the most of it with your dog and try to keep everything as positive as you can um, and try to change it up. So that way they're getting some new stimulation and some new things that you can teach them as well. Um, as always, that's all of the, the quarantine tips that I have for you today. Hopefully everybody has a safe, um, and happy April. And then we'll be back with another topic for you sometime in May. So, um, that's all for Bark Talk with Bonnie. Keep up with our website. We're going to have a newsletter out tomorrow. And then we will also hopefully have, um, a guest with us at some point in April. Um, have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to Bark Talk. For more information, go to our website, advancedcaninetechniques.com, or find us on Facebook.